Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of People Doing Stuff, a podcast you should listen to. I'm Pastor Mason. Let's do this. Check it out. Wow, well, just like Mr. Rogers, it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Uh, I am outside right now, so you're probably going to hear some cars going by for some little, uh, some some ambient noise. Uh, my dog may come and hang out for a little bit, so I gotta gotta take advantage of the nice weather when we have it, you know. Well, I'm excited to jump into things uh, today. We're kind of in a in a weird sort of like fill in period uh, between things that I have scheduled and. Uh, not <laughs> and not scheduled so uh we today are going to talk about drum roll please church music all right hey <laughs> so uh the church i work at i am both the youth and worship pastor so uh last week i kind of chimed in a little bit on on uh, the fun side of you know this podcast <laughs> and the origins of it were how they were with my youth and uh they are 75% of my job, um, the other 75% of my job, any of you who are in ministry know exactly what I'm talking about, um, the other 75% of my job is in, uh, the, the worship area, so, uh, I didn't necessarily, like, grow up thinking I was going to be a worship leader, uh, because I didn't really start digging into my faith, really, until I was, like, 15 or 16 uh no I was 15 I was 15 and uh up until then like I always really loved music I played music I was classically trained on the euphonium the brass instrument for uh like 11 years 11 12 years something like that and uh, I really really loved it I, I was able to have like a lot of uh, opportunity to play not just in my school but uh, at different venues all across the United States and uh, in some pretty pretty wonderful locations um, I was super blessed with like the music program I grew up in like we had a really 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 good music program so um, that was a massive help in kind of developing a sort of musical mind I guess the mind of a artist I don't know um, if yeah I would consider myself an artist, but uh, I was using definitely a lot of the same muscles growing up in my mind of uh, that of which like artists use. So uh, I had done a lot of music stuff with uh, with band in a in a setting that uh, was much bigger than just myself, and uh, kind of being able to listen to other parts and see how things fit together and and that kind of thing. So when it came time to uh, doing worship things like I didn't know that playing my instrument could be an act of worship for me. Um, I guess I, I, I guess I kind of knew that it it could be, but for me it it wasn't. Um, I very easily got consumed in the the music side of things and and didn't leave God out of it, but. Uh, could tell when something was an act of worship and when it was just me practicing now some people are able to do the whole the whole thing where um people in my shoes 
are not able to do the whole thing. And what I mean by the whole thing uh, is the anytime I play music, it's worship. Uh, I was not able to get in that mindset uh, when I was studying music formally. And I decided that when I was going to start pursuing full-time ministry that I needed to kind of place that part down, um, place that chapter, I guess, of my life down. Come to find out, I was going to be able to use a lot of music stuff later on because now I'm a worship pastor too. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, there's uh, there was a much bigger plan in, in all of it and uh, laying my 11 years of uh, technique down and all that kind of stuff with my euphonium. A lot of the the ear stuff, a lot of the the actual music stuff, transferred over really really well when it came to leading worship. So I was able to better hear kind of how different parts would piece together, what what textures of different sounds and different people, um, the sounds that people will make with their actual voices, like what would work best together, what wouldn't work together. Um, even when it comes to different styles of worship, like now I'm uh through ear stuff like i can i can figure out melodies and and that kind of thing and uh i guess if it's in bass clef i could read it (laughs) but it's been a while um i was also able to kind of pick up piano later on uh, because the time spent doing euphonium things were no longer spent doing euphonium things uh spent figuring out guitar and figuring out piano and figuring out vocal things because I never really sang growing up that was not a strong suit at all for me definitely <laughs> definitely still a work in progress and I have fun with it and uh, I, I, I do the best that I can and that's really all that is asked of us is to do the best we can right so uh, I, it's certainly been a learning curve and uh, when I was able to in college lead worship a lot I, I kind of jumped on the learning curve a little bit early and was really tossed in the, the deep of it uh, from a few friends of mine um, who in that season of life were really just being obedient to what they felt the Lord was placing on their heart and uh, kind of giving me an opportunity to plug in with worship things. And um, they, even then, they, one of them was a year younger than me, one of them was a year older than me, but they had uh, seen something in me, <laughs> uh, some potential or some gifting people call it different things uh that i didn't see in myself and they gave opportunity to invest in that and um here i am now it's a big big part of my job so uh all of that to say like i have an appreciation for classical music and what goes into the time spent learning classical music and and the technique behind actually playing classical music between uh, behind reading music and uh, all of that kind of stuff, it, it it plays into a big part of church music, right? Because church music is uh, not really something that's new. Even back in the in biblical times, like the Psalms, that's all music, right? So that that's what that means. Uh, Psalms, uh, it is they're all songs. So uh, we have had music since I, I bet Adam and Eve were, were humming it along in the in the garden um, wherever that may have been however that may have looked <laughs> uh, and so music is not a new concept in church I don't think anyone would would really argue that uh, what people do seem to have issues with music wise uh, especially now is is 
stylistically, uh, the there seems to be a, a gap in uh, people's understanding of all of the types of worship music. There's not just uh, contemporary worship music, right? There's not all churches use Hillsong things. Not all uh, churches use all the the big names. You know, it's it's not all Hillsong and Bethel and uh, who else? I can't even think right now. Um, the point is that not all music is going to work well at all churches, right? Even denominationally, you have more liturgical churches that probably aren't going to uh, have a whole bunch of guitars and you're not going to have like an eight person worship band up there chances are you're going to have somebody at the organ and people are going to be reading uh, music out of hymnals and there's not going to be per presenter <laughs> there's not going to be screens uh there's going to be books there's going to be paper in front of people that they're that they're going to be reading off of right and there's there's no, absolutely nothing wrong with that right there's absolutely nothing wrong with with churches that have primarily this sort of modern stuff and of course these are the extremes right uh of the the spectrum i guess of of church music but even within those extremes there's variations so yeah <laughs> um and then we have what about people uh who are living a monastic lifestyle right like uh, monks and uh there's a wonderful place called abbey at the geneseo where it's a monastery where monks live and they're not playing any of this new stuff. They're not even, they probably, I don't even think they have an organ there. Um, they study and, and work and, uh, the, the music that they use is more of a, a Gregorian chant style. So, um, something that has been around far, far, far longer than any other, uh, worship music that is familiar to us nowadays. And, and that's how they, are singing praises to the Lord. Uh, something that is super important to be rattling around in my mind as a worship leader is that the stuff that I'm going to be using uh, for my own private worship is not going to be the same type of things that I would use in a corporate setting, so on a typical Sunday, and I've needed to kind of reevaluate what those things are because of the spectrum of what people use for worship music, right? So I'm coming into, I, I uh, stepped into a church um, that uh, is in a little bit more of a conservative area. So uh, even like the the uh, uh, politicalness of the area is a little bit more conservative. Um, and that's people want a minute, but that influences how people worship. And it's, I, it, I, I don't know whether or not that's a good or bad thing. It's just, <laughs> it's just one of those things that is, and I have, uh, you know, people that I am close with in all parts of the world, people that are live in Northern Ireland, for instance, and, and their churches are kind of going through the same thing of figuring out this, well, how do we do this music thing where people that have been here for so long are still going to uh, feel like they're going to be able to worship here, but also new people that are coming in um, are also going to be able to worship here? Because not everyone's coming into church with an open mindset, right? Uh, when I when I started at the, the church that I'm at now, uh, I 
realized pretty quickly that uh, the style of worship between myself and what people there were used to and what they were comfortable with uh, was very different. I kind of had more of a firehouse vibes uh, and a uh, kind of Will Reagan vibe going um, prior to uh, leading people regularly, but now I've kind of needed to reserve that for my own time of worship and, and separate things that I record um, and do kind of like covers of or, or, or have uh, because the the music that was most familiar to the people in my congregation was kind of like between <laughs> like the 90s and early 2000s was kind of in that mix uh, in an era of worship music that I wasn't even around for. So I needed to adjust. I needed to kind of find things that I would personally consider kind of throwback songs and try to incorporate those a little bit more into what we do for regular worship uh regular times of worship with with music i should specify yeah (laughs) Uh, and uh there's there's great value in in finding a not even a happy medium but sort of uh kind of swaying with the pendulum between between some of these uh, styles that are a little bit more old school, uh, what I would consider more old, old school and, and some of these newer things, um, because newer is not necessarily better. Older is not necessarily worse. Uh, it's, it's a total preference thing. Um, and with that, there's, there's so much that goes into our, our preferences, right? Like we, were shaped and molded and influenced by different things. For those people who are going to my church, uh, that have been to our church for you know forty plus years, are are used to encountering the Lord in a certain way, right? And and um, that kind of chimes off of the well, newer is better. They can't encounter the Lord that way. I I wouldn't say that. I don't. I don't think that's the case. Um, I think when we incorporate regular times of worship um, or, or regular times that we set aside to encounter the Lord, um, that he's going to meet us in those places in, in ways that are, are more recognizable to us. And sometimes there's a wild card thrown in there. Uh, but like when we go to church, like we there's the expectation that we're going to encounter God um, and that we're going to hear hear the voice of the Lord, um, in, in one way or another. Um, and, and when it comes to music stuff, uh, people put a pretty heavy stock in hearing from the Lord in, in, in through the music. So it's a, it's a very tough, it's a tough thing to, to adjust to. I'll totally admit that it hasn't been easy and I'm still trying to find a, uh, a, trying to get on the the pendulum you know of of finding that medium uh because now we're doing churches online right where right when there was a groove happening uh uh no pun intended there but when there was a when i was kind of getting into the swing of things uh we had a change to a platform that didn't allow uh four or five worship songs to be recorded and done because um for every I don't know, this is kind of what I'm finding. Like, for every three minutes of a song, there's potentially a half hour to 40 minutes of editing. 
um, or and that's not that's before actually <laughs> getting the takes um, down getting the actual song recorded you might go over it a few times but when you have your final product of okay this is uh, my you know my lead line my my harmonies my instrumental tracks any pads um, all that kind of stuff when that's all said and done, there's still a massive amount of editing involved when it ma- when it comes to making slides and and um, making sure timing things line up and making sure it goes even with the message that's that's going on right. There's it's more than just picking songs. So, uh, and in that way, I'm kind of grateful that there's not as many uh, songs to kind of plan for from week to week, just because two even is a lot. Um, that's uh, I was finding myself doing for two songs um kind of averaging like six hours of recording time you know and and, um that's to make it so i'm not driven crazy when i listen to myself um on a a worship track now if now now (laughs) it's just me too right so if i had even other people in on this if i had uh other resources uh let's say this the more resources we have whether that be people or equipment the more time that there is going to be placed in the editing and 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 rehearsing and that kind of thing so uh i'm not able to do one things that are comfortable for me to do um two things that are easy to record uh there's nothing really that's super easy to record especially when having to figure out all of the recording things in general and what works best what doesn't work uh, what to kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, adjust as you go, because from week to week, there's, there's little things that's like, oh no, this could be better. So for the next week, I want to kind of set a goal that, um, I'm not going to, uh, do this or that, or I am going to do this or that. Sounds pretty, pretty simple, right? But when it comes to the actual practice of it, there's a lot, a lot of time that, that goes into it. Anybody who has led worship, uh, regularly, uh, or even irregularly will know that there's a lot of time that goes into it. Uh, anybody who records, I have so much more respect for people that uh, record regularly because it's tough. It is tough stuff. Um, and it takes a lot, a lot of time. I know I've said it like five times already, but it takes it takes so much time. Um, so, yeah, be gracious with your worship pastors. <laughs> um because they're they're considering a lot um, as they plan for worship from Sunday to Sunday, uh, and and there's so much more that goes in, that goes into it uh, that you know that people will see. It's just like any profession, really. I mean, it, you know, like when when people don't do what we do or don't do what you do, don't do what I do, they're n- naturally not going to know um, all of the behind the scenes work, all of the late hours, all. Uh, of the things that aren't done in that nine to five period or eight to four or you know whatever your typical office sort of work hours are an absolute perfect example of this is all of the homeschooling that's happening right now <laughs> or more of a homeschooling setup right where where parents are uh, maybe need to kind of step into the teacher role when that's not something that they've ever done before that's not something that they have uh, studied or or done professionally and uh, aren't maybe not even qualified to to teach in a formal setting 
right? We, uh, so I'm sure that lots of families are kind of getting a better perspective of like, oh, wait, hang on. Uh, there's a lot more that goes into teaching than just, uh, you know, sending my kids off to school every morning. It's, there's preparation work. There's, there's the execution of those plans. There's the needing to adapt lesson plans for, uh, for people that will, will learn differently or, or need a little extra attention, right? So, uh, it's, there's, the church is no exception. Anything that I do musically in the church is not an exception to that. Uh, there's many, many, many hours that, that have gone into learning music and learning how to play better and learning how to lead better. Uh, and yeah, it's it's wonderful. It is one of the most I, uh, rewarding things that I think I have been a part of. Um, but it's all, it can also be really taxing. Uh, Earlier, I was talking about preferences, right? The preferences of, of worship style and stuff. And with preferences, there there comes opinions. There's plenty of plenty of opinions uh, that that come rolling in uh, for oh, can you do this type of music? Can you do that type of music? Can you sing higher? Can you sing lower? Uh, can you do this specific song or or that? Uh, and although those are are here here's what's helpful about people's opinions. Uh, because not all of them are, uh, blatantly helpful. Uh, not all of them are blatantly kind. Um, a lot of them are, are not those things. So, uh, but here is what is helpful about opinions that, that people will offer. It's this, it's that when, when somebody gives you a preference of theirs, it gives you a better idea of where they're coming from sounds so simple it sounds maybe kind of christiany uh as well but it does a yeah that that's what it does so like when i and every time i hear somebody's thought about this or that good or bad uh it it kind of is stored in sort of a database in my mind of uh interactions with this person or that person about certain topics about certain situations and every time now i have in interaction with this with this person or that uh is able to to give helpful advice or unhelpful advice um that is able to express opinions poorly or or well um it it adds to the bigger picture of the congregation which kind of sounds uh kind of sounds odd when it's like well isn't that just one person that you're getting to know better through um those concerns or through those uh thoughts or through those suggestions yes uh but that per like any person that comes up is a representative of the group um whether that be a a good representation of the group or a poor representation of the group or kind of like somewhere in between uh their their perspective is is something that does need to be considered and unfortunately like i'm kind of in a position where I need to take um, the perspective on of the majority and and kind of uh, not cater but kind of play to those to those people a little bit more than um, some of the the oddballs in the group or or some of those entries in the database in my mind um, that are kind of anomalies of like oh well everybody's saying that you know. Uh, this or that about worship today when really not everybody's saying that 
um, it's just a few individuals or it's just the opinions of a few people. Um, so when I then plan for the next set that I do, uh, I, I kind of have to take in, into consideration everything that's been plugged into this database and uh, kind of do that to not keep people happy, but make sure that the environment that I am responsible for for in a worship setting is actually helping people worship um while doing that i still need to challenge people as well that's that's a part of what i do for a living like i need to um uh, it's part of (laughs) part of what i do is to not tell people that they're wrong but but to show that other people are right as well um and and to show other perspectives that aren't considered by a lot of people um, show other types of music that that um, might be new and might be a little uncomfortable at first, but um, but can also add a lot to somebody's faith and somebody's practice of of worshiping the Lord. So that's a really tough balance to do, especially as a young person, right? Because everything I do is uh, well, uh, not everything, but a lot of what I do is either dismissed or pushed aside because I'm young, or because I'm a a uh, a new person in the church and and I get that there's relationship involved with all of this and and that kind of thing but uh when it comes to doing music stuff um I I need to there's yeah it's not just playing on Sunday mornings (laughs) um it's considering people's perspectives as well there's there's that aspect of it and and making sure that again um that the space is available for as many people as I can make it available for and make it a suitable environment for for people to worship in. So, uh, what else is part of this music stuff that I haven't mentioned yet? I think those are really, those are like the main parts. Um, I think every main point in here I can elaborate on and go into a, I'm sure people have done their, their dissertations on on one sentence that I've mentioned in here um and you know or or on any sentence i should say that i mentioned in here and of course i don't know it all right that's why i'm doing this is to 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 learn more and to consider more and um, i am just solely speaking from my perspective and from my uh my experience so um yeah i i hope that this was kind of helpful in offering some some perspective on on church music and and kind of what goes into it. Uh, I'm going to be doing a follow-up episode on this to to kind of narrow in on, on some more points of, you know, what it means to lead worship, uh, what it means to, to plan a worship set, um, other things that I take into consideration when I am leading and when I am in my uh, prep time. So I'll be able to kind of zone in on... on some more specifics which will be which will be good and maybe it'll help clear up any sort of confusion that there was during this so um, I'm going to try to keep these as unedited as I can so I there will be a lot of likes ums ands us all of those types of things because I want this really to feel like a conversation that we're really sitting down and I to practice that like I, I literally right now have a chair in front of me an empty chair uh to kind of keep in mind that uh, when somebody listens to it it's like there's somebody there so I want to be able to stay civil and respectful and uh, while also considering a whole 
lot of things. <laughs> uh, so hopefully this will add to the conversation that uh, we get to have. And uh, thanks for thanks so much for just sitting down and, and for listening to this wherever you might be, in your in your car, in your at your office, in your home, taking I don't know a walk, something, uh, whatever that might be. Um, our next episode, I am going to have a friend chime in. Actually, uh, a friend of mine who we've shared, we've shared a lot of laughs together. Uh, we've, we've, have had stomach pains from laughing so hard, and uh, we just, yeah, we've had a lot of a lot of wonderful memories. So, um, I hope that you're able to to tune into that, where we're going to be talking a little bit more about some music stuff and uh, some. A, a little bit of a different perspective too, uh, with uh, with Hannah chiming chiming in. Excuse me. So thank you again so much for for tuning in, and uh, I hope that you are able to be blessed in some way from this. So, all right. Until next time, peace out. <laughs>